Thanks for joining us on Our Father's House's weekly podcast, A Place to Find God. Each week we bring you a sermon from our Sunday services where you can be uplifted and grow in Jesus on the go. If you have any questions or want to learn more about us, you can always check us out online by going to ofhorangeburg.com. We'd love to get to know you. Now let's get to this week's message. Amen, and I believe that God has something in store for us on today. Again, we thank God for those of you that have joined us on today. In this service, we believe in God for a mighty downpour of his spirit. Amen. How many came expecting something from God? Amen. I believe where there's expectation, there's a move. I believe when we come expecting, God moves. Amen. So one thing I want to encourage you to do whenever you come to the, the house of the Lord, amen, come with expectations. Amen. And I believe as we continue to expect, God is going to move. Those of you that are online with us, God bless you. You may be seated. Those of you that are online with us on today, we certainly thank God for you being with us in these services on today. And again, I want to say to you that you will call someone, amen, like, share, and tag, amen, allow someone else to come and be a part of this service on today. I believe that God has a word for us on today. And as I was before the Lord on this week, and as God was speaking this word into my heart, amen, I felt God doing something in me. Amen. And I, as I was receiving this word, I felt a shift in my life and in my walk. And one thing I love about God, whenever God does something for me, I want to share it with the people of God. Amen. Praise the Lord. So I want to share this word with you on today. We want to, first of all, acknowledge, amen, our friend and brother in the gospel. Amen. Uh, Minister Rick Emanuel from Columbia, South Carolina, amen, being with us on today, amen. Come on, give the Lord a praise for him, amen. Praise God, our friend, longtime friend, amen, of the ministry. In fact, he was there from the beginning, amen. That's it, from the beginning, 10 years ago, amen. So we thank God for him. His friendship has never waned, amen, but he's always been there. And when he has not been here physically, He's always been here spiritually praying for us and carrying us in the spirit. So, again, we thank God for you, Brother Rick. Amen. Praise God. And all of you that are here, come on, give the Lord a praise for each other. Look at somebody. It may be a distance, but look at him and say, it's good to see you here today. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. I want to share a word with you on today that God placed in my heart. Amen. And uh, um, I believe that if we embrace this word on today, we will find our walk with God much more fruitful. How many want your walk with God to be more fruitful? How many thank God for your walk with God? Amen. I believe myself that every day our walk with God should be more fruitful. Amen. We should get closer and closer uh, uh, with God every day, and we should learn more about this life that we have been birthed into every day. Amen. Because you know why? The devil is out there and he's always coming after you. And if you don't learn more about God, believe you me, the devil will get an upper hand on you. Amen. So we want to make sure, amen, that we continue to receive of the Lord so that we can continue to grow. Uh, let's go to the word of God. Second Corinthians, the 10th chapter, the third and the fourth verse, and also we are going to be coming from Ephesians, the sixth chapter, and uh, the tenth and eleventh verse. Uh, let's let's go to Ephesians first. Let's go to Ephesians first. Ephesians six and ten, and it says, "Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might." Look at your neighbor say his might. Say his might is greater than your might. Amen. So be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness, in high places. It's a very, very powerful scripture 
for the believers. And I want you to uh, uh, adopt that scripture as one of your uh, uh, daily scriptures because the Bible tells us clearly, it said, finally, brethren, be strong. Where? In the Lord. Look at your neighbor, see so you no match for the devil. Amen. So be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Let's go to 2 Corinthians, the 10th chapter, and the third verse. Start at the third verse. And it says, for though we walk in the flesh, <laughs> we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. I want to talk to us just a few minutes on this morning from this particular subject, understanding spiritual warfare. Understanding spiritual warfare. And as I go through this lesson on this morning, I want you to document scriptures as we go, because one of the keys to spiritual warfare is learning how to use your weapons that has been made available to you. And one of the chief weapons that God has made available to us is the word of God. So as we go through scripture on today, I want you to just jot them down. I don't know about you, but I've learned in my life. I've been saved now over 50 years and I've learned throughout my life that some of the key moments when I'm under the most severe attacks of the enemy is when I can reach back and grab a hold of the word of God. And it carries me through. One thing I want us to understand on today as believers that it is very important that we acknowledge the fact that we are indeed in a war. <laughs> Look at your neighbors and we're at war. We are in a war as believers. We are in a war and it's important that we embrace that truth. I don't know about you, but I've come to the place that I'm aware of the fact that the devil is out there trying to destroy every one of us. Amen. And if we're not aware of that, he will take you out. But it's important, it's imperative that we realize that we are in a war. We're in a war for our souls. The devil don't want you to make it. Look at somebody say, the devil don't want you to make it. We're in a war for our souls. In fact, as believers now, as believers, there has never been a time that we have not been in a warfare. Okay. As believers, there's never been a time that we've been, we have not been in warfare. From the very moment that you received Christ in your life, the enemy launched an attack against you. And believe you me, he has not relented. Sometimes it may seem like things are going good, but believe you me, when the devil is not really adversely attacking you, he's planning strategies to overtake you. And if you're not aware of that, the devil will take you unawares. So it's important for us to realize that the devil, our adversary, is out to destroy us. Now, when I talk about destroying, I'm not talking about destroying your life. Now, he will destroy our lives, but that's not his primary focus. His primary focus is to destroy your effectiveness. You must realize that from the moment you received Christ, you became a threat to the devil. Come on. You became a threat to the devil now, and you got to embrace this now because if you don't embrace this, you will walk around as seemingly a nobody that's out there just doing nothing. But you are, as a believer, you are a threat to the devil. You are a threat to his kingdom. And because you are a threat to him, he's out to stop you. In fact, he doesn't even want you to get off base. He don't even want you to get your momentum going because a lot of times when we get our momentum going, we get encouraged. You, 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 you know how sometimes when you're doing something and, and you, you, you start going and after a while you get your momentum going and okay, nothing can stop me now. 
He don't even want you to get the momentum going because he realizes, Michaela, if you were to get started and get moving in God, he realized that he's got a force to reckon with. So what he'll do, he'll try to stop you before you really get started. But it's important for us to realize that he is our adversary. Now, let me share something with you because God, our father, Jesus, our brother, the Holy Spirit, our helper, has never hidden these truths from us. Never. He never hid the fact, they never hid the fact that as believers, we will be in conflict. The Bible tells us uh, that many are the what? Afflictions of who? Of who? You see, we allow the devil to get our minds caught up on things and stuff so much uh, that we feel that when afflictions come, then it shouldn't happen. The Bible said many are the afflictions of what? The righteous. So you got to prepare yourself that there are times that I will have to go through afflictions. Oh, my sucker. Uh. Hmm. Okay, I'll put a pin there. Because there's a lot that God wants you to understand concerning afflictions. There are times that God will allow afflictions in your life in order to build you, to build character in you, in order for you to discover His power. You know, sometimes if I'm not afflicted, I don't have that uh, 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 extra push to go after God. But when I'm afflicted, David said, before I was afflicted, what? I went astray. But after I was afflicted, then I learned the statutes of God because there was something down on the inside said, man, you better go after God. You better find God. And let me share something with you on today. Don't let the devil sing these words of peace to you and make you feel like everything. No, if he's not attacking you now, he's planning. But I want us to understand that God has never hidden that from us. In fact, you remember when Jesus was talking to his disciples in uh, John, the 10th chapter, John 10 and 10. Uh, uh, the scripture tells us, says, the thief cometh not for but what to steal, to kill, and to what? Destroy. Now, I, I don't want you to be oblivious to the fact that there is a thief hanging around your house. <laughs> You're sitting in church. There's a thief waiting for you to walk out of these doors. And he's there to steal. Yes, You remember the scripture uh, uh, talked about uh, when you hear the word uh, and immediately uh, uh, the enemy comes and snatches it away. There's a thief waiting to snatch that word. You can be in church and, and be excited about what you're hearing. But no sooner than you hit that door, the thief comes and tries to snatch it out. Why? Because he realized that you have been given weapons to fight him with and he doesn't want you to have that. So his objective is to steal that. He comes to steal, kill, kill your enthusiasm. How many times we've been in church and oh my God, we are ready to run through troops and leap over walls. Let me share something with you. Don't ever get to the place that you allow your enthusiasm to be solely or exclusively fed by music and what you're dealing with in church. The reason why I'm saying that is because while I love the music, while I love the praises, there comes a time in my life when the devil will wait till the music subsides. Come on. He'll wait when the praises are not on your lips and he'll come and attack you. And if you're not careful, amen. You see, the devil is a strategist. He strategizes. 
He don't just come and just hit you haphazardly. Believe you me, when he comes, he's already thought out to exactly what he's trying to accomplish in your lives. And if we're not aware of that, the devil will take us off course. Now, let me show you a deception inside of that. Because he hasn't killed us physically, or we're okay. But don't you realize you could be sitting up in the church every Sunday morning? In Bible study every Tuesday and Thursday, and still being rendered ineffective in your walk with God. Come on. So the devil is out to destroy you. The Bible tells us in First Peter the fifth chapter, and uh, Jimmy, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta show me here because you know I, I. I I got a lot of scriptures on today, and I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to complete them all. But Peter, First Peter, the fifth chapter, and the eighth verse says this: says what? Be sober, be vigilant, because what? Because what? Who's adversary? That means you have an adversary. You have an adversary. You have someone that have taken a position in your life to oppose and stop you. Come on. Your adversary. Listen, I, I love my wife and I appreciate her being my helpmeet. But believe you me, if I don't understand that I, Ed Riley, have an adversary, the devil will circumvent her and still try to take me out. Come on. Because why? She has an adversary also. And it's imperative that we understand that we have an adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walking about, seeking whom he may devour. I want to heighten your awareness on today because I don't want us, the body of Christ, to continue to live uh, uh, um, in ways and the enemy continue to just tie our hands while he's running roughshod over our lives. Come on. Let me share something with you. You don't realize how powerful you are. Come on. Let me say that again. You don't realize how powerful and how awesome you are. The Bible tells us in uh, Ephesians, the sixth chapter, uh, 6 and 11. We just go to the 11th verse here. It says what? Put on the whole armor of God. We're not going to go there yet, but I just want you to see here so that we can identify the fact that we do have an enemy. He said, put on the whole armor of God. You put on armor when you engage in warfare. You don't walk up and down the street with armor on. You put on armor when you are engaged in warfare because you understand that you may at any time be hit by enemy fire. So he said, put on the whole armor of God. Why? That ye may be able to stand. Everybody shout out of your side. Against what? The wilds. Oh, my God, of the devil. Let me share something with you. We don't understand the wiles of the devil. Now, let me show you, show you this. To our own detriment, it's not that God does not uh, want us to understand his wiles, but the reality of it is that we have misunderstood uh, 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 the wiles of the devil. When we talk about wiles, we are talking about his strategies. We are talking about his 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 tendencies 
Let us not get to the place that we don't realize that the devil have wiles that he's working to overthrow you. The wiles of the devil. Let me go here. One of the tragedies of war is this. Is when you don't realize that you're involved in a war. Okay? One of the tragedies of war. And I'm saying that because I, I feel this passionately in my heart. A lot of believers don't even acknowledge the fact that they're in a war. We are out here so much trying to get this and that and the other. That we have not stopped long enough to realize that we are in a warfare. Come on. We don't understand that we, 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 while, while we're looking at, let me, let me show you this. While we're looking at sicknesses in our bodies. Let me go ahead. We're looking at sicknesses in our bodies. And the reality of it is that many times we find ourselves with sicknesses. But if we don't understand the warfare, the devil will use that sickness not just to kill your body, but to kill your faith. Come on. While we're looking at the sickness in our body, uh, oh, oh God, God the, the, devil, the devil is not as concerned about the sickness in your body as he is concerned about your faith. Come on. That's what he's out. He's out to get you to doubt God. That's what he's trying to do. See, because when I need you to understand something. If I'm sick in my body, that does not hinder God from being God. God is still God. Even in the midst of the sicknesses in my body, I can still pray for others. I've known individuals that are in the hospital bed almost dying, but they're there praying for others. Why? Because their faith is still just as strong in the midst of the sickness as it was without. So don't let the devil fool you. You see, that's a strategy of the enemy. The devil will try to take advantage of whatever condition you're in. Look at Job. Let me show you. When God, the devil came to God concerning Job, he wasn't out trying to destroy Job's life. That was not his objective. His objective was to destroy Job's voice and his effectiveness. And when God allowed him to touch his body. Okay. The Bible says Job became sick almost unto death. <laughs> what did the devil do? The devil got in his wife. Said, curse God. You see, the devil, let me show you the strategies of the enemy. He wasn't telling Job, you need to find a doctor over here. You need to know. No, he said, curse God. You talking about God is this God. Where is your God now? You need to curse him and die. Job's friend. What would the enemy trying to let me show you something? Let me, can I share something with you? The devil don't care who he used to move you off course. He'll use folk in the church to get you off course. Come on. And here Job's friends, who he was up and down with every day, they came and started challenging Job's integrity. How many times when we are going through different things in our lives, the enemy comes and tries to get us off course with God. Many times we are... We are we are worried about folk talking about us. Let me show you. How many, how many of you ever had somebody talk about you? Okay. Had folk talk about you and run you down. Oh, my God. I, I can remember times in my life where folk took positions against me to destroy uh, uh, everything that I spiritually worked for. Let me show you the devil. <laughs> 
See, while we are worrying about what people are saying about us and how people are fighting against us, the devil is trying to build bitterness and unforgiveness in your heart. I want you to understand what's happening now, because if you don't understand the devil, you get it. Well, I'm tired of folk talking about me. I, I'm just going to go someplace else. The, the devil don't care about that. Because what he's seeing, he's seeing something festering in your heart. Let me show you something. Bitterness in your heart and unforgiveness in your heart never affects the person to whom you are showing it towards. It affects you. Come on. And see, that's why the devil will allow that. Look at them. Look at, look at what they've done to you. Look at how they've talked about you. You don't, don't even speak to them today. And you're allowing this to fester in your heart. Come on. Thinking, uh, I'm, I'm not even going to speak to them today. That, that, I, I am speaking. You're not hurting them. You're hurting yourself. And that's what the devil wants. Because if he could get that bitterness festering in your heart. Let me show you something. Bitterness is like a canker worm. It eats from the inside. It eats you out from the inside. You go to pray and cannot even pray. Why? Because your heart is dark because of the bitterness that's in your heart and unforgiveness is in your heart. So while you're looking at folk that's treating you wrong, the devil said, okay, that's one thing, but I'm gonna, I want your heart to get dark. Come on. Don't let the devil... The Bible says this, Corinthians, 2 Corinthians, Paul was talking to the church of Corinth. Paul said, lest Satan should get an advantage over us, we are not ignorant of his devices. You see, one of the things as believers, we need to stop sometime and study the devices you, 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 you know what, sometimes, let me show you this. Anybody, the enemy have ever taken your course? Okay. Let me show you something. What we do sometimes, we get so kind of, oh, God, deliver me. God, God, deliver me. God, God, bring me out of this. And that's good. That's good because we need deliverance. But what we fail to do sometimes is to document in our spirit what it was that the enemy used to take us off. You know what the devil said concerning Jesus? Uh, 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 the scripture said concerning Jesus after he came down uh, uh, out of the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. In the fourth chapter of Luke, the Bible said after he had gone through the temptation, the enemy part departed from him. But it didn't start there. He said... For a season. For a season. And if we're not understanding the strategies of the enemy when God delivers us from a thing, don't you fool yourself. The devil does not give up yet. He's not going to give up. He understood that that thing, I got it there. And I let her have a couple of weeks of, you know, feeling good. But I'm going to keep on using it until she understands what's going on. The Bible says this. Rabbi Shaka, I, I, I got to pull this in. The Bible says this. When an unclean spirit goes out of a man. See, when an unclean spirit goes out of a man, it walketh about <laughs> in dry places seeking rest. Mm. And findeth none. Then... He says to himself, I'll go back. <laughs> Look at your neighbor and say, he's coming back. So I'll go back. Because I remember that house. I know her weaknesses. I know how to trip her. He said, he goes back and finds that vessel swept. Because when God delivered it, oh yeah, it's clean. Garnished. But the tragic part about that, but he said it's empty. 
I'm in an empty saints of God. They're empty. They have not replaced that void with the word of God. They have not replaced it with the power of God. They have not sat and understood how the enemy took them off course. And the Bible said when he comes back and sees that condition, it's clean. It's garnished. I don't have any opposition there. He said, go and find seven more demons stronger than himself and come back and re-inhabit that house. Why? Because we have not stopped. Now, don't you realize, I want you all to understand something. Many of us have been saved for years and years and years. And I want you to understand something. We have been delivered from things. God has brought us through things. But if we were to be honest with ourselves, there are things that have come back. But because we have not sat down and understood that and prepared for the return of the enemy, he come back, came back and overtook us again. You know what Jesus said when he was getting ready to leave? He said, the prince of this world coming. But he what? Finds nothing in me. And there's no opening here. There's, there's no opening. There's nothing that he can attach himself to in me. Another tragedy of war is this, is that we don't get to know our enemy. Okay. And you said, know our enemy. Know who he is. <clears throat> Put that scripture back up. First Peter, the fifth chapter. In the eighth verse. First Peter 5 and 8. I want to go through that scripture again. The Bible says what? Be sober. Be vigilant. For your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, what? Walketh about seeking whom he may devour. The devil is your adversary. Folk are not your adversaries. The devil is your adversary. <laughs> And if we don't get to understand that, let, let me read that. Let me read that same scripture from the Amplified. Let me read that from the Amplified. It says this from the Amplified. It says, be sober, well-balanced, and self-disciplined. Be alert and cautious at all times. We never have the luxury to drop our guards. Come on. Said be alert and cautious at all times. Look at what it says. That enemy of yours, <laughs> the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, fiercely hungry, seeking someone to devour. Come on. Be sober. Well balanced. Oh, yes, it's good to be able to dance. It's good to be able to run and shout. Oh, yes, that's good. But if I'm not balancing that out with some word, if I'm not balancing that out with some understanding of the enemy, the enemy will still. I've seen folk. I've been in church a long time, and I've seen folk dance from the beginning of service to the end of the service and walk right out, and the enemy overtake them. Come on. But the Bible said, be sober, well-balanced, self-disciplined. Don't you realize self-discipline is one of the fruit of the spirit called temperance? That means that I'm not easily moved by things and stuff 
I don't easily get caught up in my emotions. The thing that governs my life is the word of God and the power of the Holy Spirit. I allow myself to be led and guided by them both. Self-discipline. We're going to go into that further as we get further inside of this lesson. But they said that adversary, that enemy of yours. I love the part that that enemy of yours. The devil ain't your friend. That enemy of yours, the devil, prowls around as a roaring lion, fiercely hungry, looking for someone to devour. I, I've, I've, <laughs> I've been around dog breeders okay there's a friend of ours in Jamaica that bred German shepherds and we went to his house and and believe you me you don't want to just you don't want to go out there without him but he said come on Ed Carleen and um my kids up about two of my kids we did this so come on you know you got I, I got him uh, I got him so we walked around and, you know, you know, let me show you something. The enemy preys upon weakness. He'll walk about finding the one that is weak among you. And you become his prey. Now, all of us out there walking, and one of the dogs decided that he's going to show his, I don't know if your masculinity or dogulinity or whatever, <laughs> and attacked one of the weakest persons that were among us. Didn't bother me. You understand? I want you to see that's what the devil will do. You can come to church and you can, oh, oh, yes, yes, yes. But see, the devil don't care about your physical action. The devil is looking at what's going on in your heart and in your mind. And if he finds out that you're weak, oh, yes, oh, mom and dad is good. But he finds out you're weak, he's going to attack you. Because he's seeking whom he may devour. I'm going to give another scripture and I'm going to try to close this out so that Pastor Carney can come and finish this next week. Ephesians, the sixth chapter, the 12th verse, it says this. Let's go to the 10th verse. I like starting at the 10th verse because it puts it inside of context. The tenth verse says this and finally, brethren. After everything else had been discussed, you're dancing and you're shouting, you're aspiring to get a career. After all of that has been addressed, finally, brethren. Finally, saints of God. Never leave that out. Whenever you hear somebody say, finally, always let your ears prick up because that's important. Finally, brother, be strong. Where? In the Lord. Why would he challenge them to be strong in the Lord? First of all, he understood that because they are brethren, they are of the household of faith, they will continue to be under the attack of the enemy. So he understood now that after all of these things that I've addressed, husband, love your wives, wives be in submission to your husband and all of these things, husband and father, provoke not your children to wrath, all of these things. And then he said, finally, after all of that, be strong. Well, in the Lord. Because the enemy is still coming. He's still coming. 
And I want to challenge you here today, believers, be strong well, in the Lord. Not be strong in our Father's house. Okay, I can be a strong member in the church, but still not strong in the Lord. I could be a strong associate of the pastor and still not be strong in the Lord. Sure, I want you to be able to uh, 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 receive from me, but more than anything, I want you to be strong in the Lord. You've got to be strong. That's my purpose in your life is to help you to become strong in the Lord, not just a strong quote unquote member. Show you something. I want you to be a strong member. Let me show you something. Most of your life is being lived when you're outside of these four walls. Most of the time you face situations where you can't get in contact with me. And if you're not strong in the Lord, you don't get to know God for yourself. Understand that he is your friend. Come on. Understand that you have power over the devil. That's why I told you earlier, you don't realize how awesome you are. When you really get to the place that you understand that I can be strong in the Lord. What that means is when the enemy comes after me, oh, sure, there may be times I have to call the pastor to pray for me, but you know what? I don't need that. Wait a minute, devil. You know what the Bible said? Look, look, at, look at this. Let's go back. You don't have to go back. Go there. We go back to uh, uh, Peter, the fifth chapter. It said, look, look, it said, be sober, be vigilant. For your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom we may devour. Okay. Now look at the next next verse. It says, whom resist steadfast. <laughs> Where? In the faith. He's out to destroy you. But he's saying, you, you, you resist. You resist. But see, how do I resist him? You, you, you know, we got this loose head devil. You, you, you know, <laughs> you, you, you remember, this loose head devil. Now, that's good if you're saying in the authority of who you are. Come on. But if you don't understand the source of your strength, you can be just like those sons of Sceva that went to try to cast the devil out of that man. And he said, Paul, I knew. Jesus, I know, but who are you? Because they were not situated in God. He says, now, whom resists steadfast well in the faith. If I'm not standing in faith, if I'm not standing in the authority of who God is in my life, understanding that greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. If I don't resist the devil inside of that, the devil will run me ragged. He said, whom resist steadfast well in the faith. We'll go to that further as we get further in the lesson. But listen to what it says. Back to Ephesians 6 chapter. To be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God. I'm talking to you, Lula, and I'm telling you, put on the whole armor of God. I'm not saying I'm going to put it on you. You put on the whole armor of God. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wild of the devil. Come on. This is what it says. <laughs> For we... And the reason why that is important said, for we wrestle not. Listen to what it said. It didn't say, for if we are wrestling or when we are wrestling. It said, for we wrestle not categorically. We wrestle not against flesh and blood. 
I want you to see something here. This is identifying your enemy now. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against what principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. If I don't properly identify my adversary, I could be easily overthrown because why? If I don't identify him properly, I won't prepare for him properly. Come on. Your adversary, the devil. We wrestle not against flesh and blood while we're fighting each other. The devil is defeating both of us. That's why the devil is tearing up churches, destroying ministries, because we have not properly identified who our adversary is. If you don't get anything from this message on this morning, there are several things that I want you to understand, and we'll go further. Several things I want you to understand is that you do have an adversary. But let me show you something. Let me, let me show you this. Let me show you this. Document this in your spirit. You are a threat to the devil. You can't cancel that out. <laughs> I know some people say, I wish I could cancel it out so that I won't be unthinked. No, no, no. When you named the name of Christ, you became a threat to the devil. He became your enemy. You became public enemy number one. Come on. You got to realize that. But you got to also understand that because he is my adversary, I want to understand it. I want to, I want, when I say understand him, I'm not trying to get you to become devil conscious, but I want you to become devil aware. Come on. If I don't become aware that he's out to destroy me. Let me, let me close this here. Let me show you this here. The devil can take good biblical principles and take you off course. Come on. If you don't understand, you can go ahead and. If you don't understand the wild, the spiritual. One of the greatest tactics that the enemy has used to take the body of Christ off course is getting rich quick. Wow. God wants you to prosper. God does not have a problem with you. Very thing that I'm trying. Don't you realize? Don't you realize the devil will allow you to get stuff. He'll allow you to get stuff because he understands where your psyche is, and if you get stuff, he know he can take you off. So now he's your mission. Oh yes! Look at God. Bless me. Oh, God bless me with a new car. And then now you walk in and you don't speak to nobody. You know what I call it? I call it the blessing that led you astray. Remember the part of the son? He was blessed with his life. Everything that he was blessed with, let him astray. Because he didn't understand 
you to understand spiritual warfare. And let me share something with you. It's not my spot. It's not my spot. You've already been tagged and identified. Oh, but I'm not preaching. I'm, I'm not a preacher. Believe you me. There are many groups that could be just effective in a lot of ways, more effective than I am on the this But I want you to embrace the vision. We'll go into some of the weaponries of warfare as we continue inside this message. Leave this service of the understanding Lift those hands again and say, I am more than a conqueror through Jesus Christ who loved me. With those hands lifted again, I want you to say this. Now, this is going to take courage here. It's going to take courage. With those hands lifted, said, I am not afraid. Say it again. I am not afraid of the devil. We know that you were blessed by today's message. We have to not only be listeners of the word of God, but also doers. To find out what your next steps may be, simply go to ofhorangeburg.com forward slash next. Come again next week where we will make sure you have a place to find God.